Hey everybody, Brian Boyle here and welcome to another episode of Run Painless and Run Ageless. I'm your host and if you are just joining us for the first time, welcome and if this is uh, this is uh, a show that you've been listening to regularly, welcome back. I would encourage you, if you haven't just joined us and this is the first episode you're listening to, go back to episode one, take a uh, take a listen to uh, who I am, you know, as a physical therapist, as a runner, uh, you know, why you should be listening and, and who this podcast is for. And uh, and also, if you wouldn't mind, if you have been joining us for a while now, go back to whatever, you know, uh, uh, you know podcast service that you're listening to this on. And if you wouldn't mind, just leave Leaving us a review that would be awesome. That uh, that gives others a, an idea as to uh, as to what to expect, uh, you know, and what uh, you know what they should be listening for. So, as I had mentioned, thank you for being here. And today, I want to talk to you about cold weather running. It is the middle of winter if you're here in uh, uh, in North America, and uh, uh, you know it is uh, it has been a cold one so far this year. In, in Utah, we have had you know kind of this uh, this record snowfall uh, and snowpack. Uh, it is. Uh, it has been a, a wild one. We just had schools closed in the Salt Lake area for the first time in twenty some odd years uh, because of the snow and, and uh, the temperatures and such. Uh, the polar vortex that uh, that hit parts of the Midwest, uh, you know, Minnesota, hitting negative seventy below. That uh, you know, just just some cold, cold temperatures this year. And if you are running in the cold, it is important that you understand how to protect yourself, right? I mean, because honestly, um, you know, this is one of those areas that, uh, that is, is very difficult. When I was running and competing, um, you know, this was, this was always a, a really tough one for me. You know, I went to college in upstate New York and, and the, the temperatures be, be uh, below zero and, and the humidity, um, you know, when I weighed 100, I think I got down to 148 pounds, uh, you know, I was cold all the time. And, uh, you know, running 80 to 90 miles a week and, and just, uh, you know, just not able to take it. So, you know, moved to Pennsylvania, you know, that's where I was from originally, moved back to Pennsylvania. And, and I can remember going out for a run and it was supposed to be a, a 20 mile run. I was, I was training for, uh, for Boston. Uh, you know, I had qualified for Boston and, and I was training. And I remember going out and, and it was like five degrees and with a wind chill of about negative seven and, and I got two miles into my run and I was so cold that I thought I wanted to die. Literally, my, my feet were like bricks. Um, you know, they were just, I couldn't feel my toes. My, uh, my shoes had stiffened up to the point where, uh, you know, I just, I, they, they felt literally like bricks. Like I was just clogging along and my ears and my, my hands just frozen. And I had, you know, I had a ton of gear on at the time or what I thought was a ton of gear and, and I had run in before and I thought, there is no way in heck I'm going to get a 20 miler in. And so, uh, you know, I, I turned around, went home, uh, drove over to my office, got on a treadmill and, uh, and cranked out 13 miles before I wanted to poke my eyes out. I literally, I, I, I mentally, I shut down. I thought, this is awful. And I had, I had music going. I turned the television on. I turned the, the treadmill to face out a, a large picture window that we had so I could see traffic. Anything to, to take my mind off of, uh, of running on the treadmill for, you know, for, for what I was hoping to be, uh, you know, another 18 miles and, and instead only made it to 13. And I remember just feeling absolutely defeated and thinking there's no way I'm going to be able to train for Boston. So I, I didn't. I just I dropped out and, and uh, you know, long story short, I didn't compete in Boston. 
and uh, you know, just one of those things that uh, that I, I regret not being able to do. But it was, you know, in my mind, the cold weather was was just ultimately to blame. And uh, you know, since then, I've I've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of you know looking into uh, you know better materials. And again, this was 1998. Uh, you know, materials, the running materials and clothing have come so far, so far since that time. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable in the last 20 years where we've come in in materials and clothing. And so, I wanted to share that with you today uh, because I think that uh, that's important. And, and you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there, and there's a lot of folks that are that are still saying, "Well, you gotta you, know, you gotta wear layers," but uh, but they're putting uh, you know layers on top of layers of the same materials and. Uh, you know, and, and running into issues that, uh, you know, much like I did at the time, uh, you know, short of putting my snow gear on at the time, you know, to, to, that I went skiing with, which becomes very, very heavy, uh, I just didn't have any other options. And yet, you know, I'd heard of, uh, you know, Bill Rogers running in, in uh, long johns and, and blue jeans, right? I mean, it's like, well, you know, this, I guess if this guy could do it, uh, but I'm no Bill Rogers, and, I, and I'll tell you that, uh, definitely mentally, uh, you know, much tougher than I am, and I'll admit that. Uh, although I've been practicing, uh, you know, but still, it, it, it is one of those, uh, it is still one of those things. Um, the uh, the issue does become the weight, it becomes the, can you get through mentally, the cold. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. So what do we want to do when we're cold weather running? We want to make sure that we have a layered approach, and this is scientifically proven, Okay, that uh, we want to have a base in insulating and a shell protection. Okay, so three layers. Uh, I mean, you can have multiple layers. You can have more than three, but but at, at some point, uh, this is kind of how you, you end up. So the base layer makes sense um, because of the fact that you want to draw the sweat away. So once you've become active, you want to draw that sweat away, and you don't want it to be stuck sitting on the uh, on the skin. Um, then you need an insulating layer. That insulating layer is going to trap the heat in between this base layer and this outer shell. Okay, so that's what's going to provide you the warmth. So you have the wicking layer that's going to draw the sweat off. You have a layer that then promotes this this air layer that traps the heat in. Okay, so as our body heat kind of goes off, you know that it kind of keeps that heat in. All right, and then you have a shell layer. That shell layer protects from the wind, the elements, whether it's rain, snow, uh, you know, whatever it may be, um, that actually then keeps that protection, you know, whatever that is, you know, that your elements, it could be cold, just the cold air, the wind, uh, you know, or some precipitation, and that's gonna keep that from coming in, so that insulating layer can then be effective. Now, the downside of it is with the the dry fit clothing, the polyesters, uh, you know, and such is you're starting to see a lot of these companies that are coming out with the odor remover for your workout gear because these polyesters, they just trap the uh, the skin cells, they trap the sweat, they trap the the body odor, okay? Uh, It becomes very difficult to wash out. You know, anybody that's picked up their, their workout gear, even after being washed, it's like, oh my gosh, this stuff smells, right? Uh, you know, this is uh, understand the reasons that uh, that polyester may not be the the best, um, you know, clothing for the base layer. Now, merino wool uh, makes an interesting argument, right? Because when when wool gets wet, it still holds its warmth. Down does not. Um, you know, it down's also a lot heavier. So you know, the, if you think about the uh, uh, silks. Also, will uh, you know while they will wick away, uh, you know, and they're nice and they're comfy and they're cozy when you first put them on. If you do get them wet, they do become very chilly. Okay, with silks, 
um, you know, so, so much to the point where you go, that's probably not a great base layer, may make a more, uh, you know, a better, uh, you know, kind of layer on top for insulating, but even that you go, does it really insulate? So merino wool kind of moves to the top of the list when we think about merino wool. Now there is a cost associated with merino wool. Um, you know, there's a company called Pettit Endurance Project or PEP, which does make some fantastic merino wool clothing for runners. Uh, uh, but there's a lot of other companies out there that, uh, you know, that, that do make merino wool clothing. But but the uh, the pep, uh, you know, certainly one of them that uh, that was inspired by runners and uh, you know is, is made for runners. Uh, so you know you can look at that uh, socks from Reno wool socks. You know, a big big thing that the, uh, a lot of skiers use them. A lot of folks that are outdoor enthusiasts. Um, but they're coming into more merino wool for uh, for running as well. So again, another option there. And then uh, that shell. Uh, don't go the route I did. Uh, you know, I've got this heavy Gore-Tex jacket that uh, that that kind of doesn't breathe. Uh, so thankfully, there's better options out there now as far as shell options. Um, fleece does make a good insulating layer. So let me take a step back. Fleece makes a good insulating layer, but you can also use merino wool uh, as a as an insulating layer. And then the outer shell. Um, you know, again, it, it depends on how much weight you want. You you can get thicker, heavier jackets uh, these shells, but um, you know, ideally what you'd want to do is try everything out together, put them on, figure out what works best, figure out whether you're doing long, slow distance, whether you're doing a, a tempo run, whether you've got intervals that you're doing, um, you know, and you may change up your gear depending on that, you know, and you know, if you're just out running for health and you're not really interested in the cold, maybe then you do go in for the treadmill, right? You know, maybe if it's, if it's only three, four miles that you're doing, uh, you know, maybe on those really cold, bitter days, the, uh, the treadmill makes more sense, uh, you know, than, than being outdoors. But again, that's, that's got to be completely up to you. Now, uh, on the really cold days, we want to make sure that your ears are definitely protected. A hooded sweatshirt does not uh, constitute that or a hood. Uh, you do need something over your ears. I've, I've gotten uh, kind of this frost, you know, it wasn't frost bite, um, but it was definitely a frost event on my ears. Uh, you know, I was out for a run and it was like negative, you know, negative five in, in upstate New York. And I had a hooded sweatshirt on and I only went out for a three mile run. And, and that, uh, that, that wind coming into the hood uh, you know, just kind of got my ears to the point where it was like, oh man, this is, this is bad. Um, you know, went in and, and, and if you do have a frost event, whether it's on your toes, your fingers, your ears, what you don't want to do is you don't want to use hot water. Okay. So you don't want to go in and immediately put everything into hot water. Take, take your hands, your feet, whatever it may be, even your ears, uh, and put it into cold water. All right. You know, or mildly, you know, mildly cold, almost warm water, but never hot water. The reason being is that you don't want to bring blood flow back so fast that it damages the blood vessels and, 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 and ruins the, uh, uh, the underlying tissue. Okay, so what you want to do is you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you've got the, uh, the hands, the feet warming up gently, all right, that, uh, that you don't end up getting them warmed up or too hot and having too much blood flow come back in because that does have a damaging effect. I'm, trust me, I've done that myself. Um, you know, Vaseline on exposed parts can keep the, uh, um, the, the air off. You saw the guy that just crossed uh, Antarctica. He had KT tape on his face, the blister stuff. Uh, again, because of that wind, that chill that, uh, that was coming through. So he put KT tape on, um, you know, the, the, the blister prevention stuff, you know, it seemed to work. Who knows if it's an off the shelf thing, but, uh, you know, Hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Depending on the, uh, the temperatures and stuff. So, uh, you know, make sure that you've got the, uh, the hat, the gloves, 
Uh, I like the Pearl Izumi uh, penguin gloves. They've, they've got uh, you know kind of a mitten, but it's a split fingers. Uh, I like those for cold weather running, that especially in the in the uh, um, the really really cold temps because of the fact that uh, you know they are a heavier glove, but they're lightweight enough that uh, uh, that you won't freeze. Uh, you can put a you can put a layer underneath that. Okay, um, and I think that's it. I, you know that uh, Ed Eyestone, the uh, who's the head coach at BYU right now, uh, used to use olive oil, right? I've tried that a couple times. You know, so that uh, when he was racing, he put olive oil on for uh, cross country nationals and stuff. I, I tried that a few times before uh, before some things, and I actually wore it for uh, the Steamtown Marathon in, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And, uh, the temperatures were below uh, below freezing. I think we started off at like 28 degrees. Uh, at the starting line and uh, and warmed up, but uh, again, that's a different beast. We can talk about that uh, at another time. And if you've got questions about that, send them to me at Brian B R I A N at Company Five K dot com. That's the number Five K dot com. Uh, and as always, uh, thanks for checking us out. That's all I'm going to talk about for today. If you've got other questions about cold weather running, uh, you know, please, like I said, send them my way. And if you find some value in this, uh, uh, you know, again, please leave a review on whatever. Uh, uh, you know, app you're using for listening your, to your podcast on. Uh, also, if you uh, if you are looking for videos, check out uh, the Mesh Tongue M E S H Tongue on YouTube, and uh, I've got over 180 videos up there. And if you especially if you're a visual learner, uh, you can get uh, get a lot more out of that there. And until next time, we'll see you again. <laughs>